Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am joined by Brandon Russell. Brandon, thank you so much for coming in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Brandon, you are heavily involved in our community, especially with an upcoming art show featuring black artists. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we are actually having an art gallery to kick off Black History Month and all the artists coming in are black artists. They're local or in the Upper Cumberland area. So super excited to be doing that. This is the second year that we're doing this. Uh, last year was pretty small, and I just got so much attention about it that everyone's like, we should do it again. We should do it again. So I said, yes, let's do it again. And I was connected to uh, the owners over at Harper Sound Gallery, and they said, yes, bring as much art as you can. So I've been collecting art. There's still time to um, send some my way if you need some, if you would like to put yours up. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been it's been great. And this is at Harper's downtown on the west side in Cookville. Yes, Harper's Art and Soundstage. It is right beside Jamie's Sweet Eats, which if you've, if you've not been to Jamie's Sweet Eats, this is my shameless plug for her. It is good. Uh, it is tasty. <laughs> it is <great>. Shout <laughs> out, Jamie. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a great place to be at. Um, yeah, and we also have a Facebook event page as well for those who want a little bit more information about it or see the hours that it's going to be showing. What's the name of the show? The show is called Stories of Our Community. And so we just really want to show the stories of these artists. Um, I've already seen some of the artwork, and they are absolutely fantastic. We have artists ranging from seven, eight years old, nine years old, all the way up until adults. So it's really good to see what they have to say, especially those young kids, teenagers. It was really amazing to see how much kids soak in these days. You know, we don't think about that sometimes. And just to see that come out in their artwork has been absolutely amazing. I think we often overlook or maybe even infantilize or baby a lot Mm -hmm. of the youth, but they're aware of things that are happening and of themselves and of our community. What's it like looking at the artwork of the youth here? It's been great. Um, They have touched on some social justice issues I've really noticed or, you know, wanting to break down certain walls or stereotypes and things like that. Um, and some people just want to just have a good time, you know, and just express themselves. So it's been a really good, really good time. Uh, one of my favorite ones I've seen so far has been um, this was last year's art art piece. It was a fist breaking through a Sprite can. And it was just showing off or just talking about breaking the stereotypes. Um, Sprite typically markets towards African-American communities. That's what we, that's what I remember seeing a lot growing up. And so just to you know, get rid of those stigmas, some of those. Um, some of those ways we've been looked at, just um, breaking those stereotypes. Yes, breaking the stereotypes. Um, As well as I remember seeing another one that had like two hands holding, um, shaking, and was just talking about, you know, from two different backgrounds and just learning other people's backgrounds and getting to know them. Um, I remember seeing one as well about uh, someone titled theirs, Don't Touch My Hair or Don't Touch My Crown. Um, So it was just someone that had really big curly hair and they're just talking about, you know, I've always been told, asked to touch my hair. People just assume that they can touch my hair when I don't feel comfortable with them touching my hair. So it was just a really great piece. And we also have some photos of people submitted, and that's been great. And so, you know, just a little bit of everything. So the pieces, are they all wall pieces, photography, paintings, sketches? What kind of art will be featured in this show? Most of it will be... A little bit of photography. Uh, a lot of it has been drawn, either sketch work or colored in. Um, a couple of paintings. Uh, I think I remember seeing a couple of paintings. I've had a lot of art to look at. So 
be a little bit of everything. I'm hoping that we can find a sculpture. I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, yes. Uh, I've reached out to some spoken words, uh, some friends who do spoken word, uh, as well as poetry. I thought that that would be great to just look up and read different things as well. So not all visual, something you can read as well. It'd be cool. Especially at the opening night reception, that would be yes. fun to actually perform in front of people, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. I would love to have that happen. Um, it starts at 3 o'clock on February 4th. Uh, it starts at 3. And we're having a little bit of program at around 4 o'clock. Um, the opening day is going to be open from 3 to 7 that day. And so if we, if a couple of artists show up and they want to re- perform that piece, I'd be more than happy. I'm not an artist myself. Definitely not an artist myself. I'm just a guy that can get things running and put together. And so that's kind of what happened. I just saw a need. Last year, we didn't have the Impact Banquet um, for Impact Cookville. And so we're looking at, hey, what are we going to do instead? And we're talking, and I just threw out the idea of like, hey, let's have an art show or let's do something like artsy guys. And they're like, okay. And I got everybody's attention. I was like, we can maybe do like one week this and one week that. You know, we can maybe do some paintings, do a little art gallery. And everyone just was like, you know what? We like that art gallery. And then, like, we start spitballing ideas. The same time that happened, I'm, like, shooting off text messages to try to find a spot for it last year. Um, and um, Anna Dunn over at Soulcraft was nice enough to let us use her space. And so next thing we know, like, I put together an art show. And it was great. And so everyone's like, we want to do it again. We want to do it again. And we tried to do it for Juneteenth last year, and it didn't work out. Um, so I held on to all the art pieces and I was like, you know, we could do it to kick off Black History Month again. And so, yeah, I got in touch with Harper's over there and they was like, yes, bring it. I love it. It sounds yeah. like it's grown, right? It, has. <laughs> it definitely has grown uh, just from a, just a simple little idea of like, hey, why don't we do this to yes, let's do it. We have the space. We have the room. We have the artist, you know, so it's been it's been great. And like I said, I can't draw. Like, it's, <laughs> I am not an artist. I'm not in the art community much. Um, you know, don't look at my drawings. My drawings are horrible. Well, don't look at mine either. Caroline Moore here on Local Matters with Brandon Russell, who is very involved in our community, including an art show that's coming up on February 4th. It's called Stories of Our Community. It highlights local black artists. I am very excited to attend and I have to say I really applaud artists because it's one thing to have this skill set to complete a work of art, but it's an another thing to show it to everyone. It can be very vulnerable. And you have to open up yourself sometime to maybe a critique. Right, yeah. Exactly. But hopefully praise. This is this doesn't sound like a critique situation. No, definitely not. They've gotten a lot of praise. <laughs> Last year when we did this, every piece got sold that same night. So they're for sale as well. Some will be for sale. Okay. It'll be up to the artist. Um, but I did tell all, every artist, if you want to sell it, you put a price tag on it. You know, we'll see if anyone's interested and wants to buy it. Um, but last year, every piece got sold. That, sa- that first night, it all got sold. Um, and we're, we're like, hey, you can sell it, but it might need to stay here until we're done with the show. Right. <laughs> Unless you have some extra prints or something in the back. But yeah, I'm, I've encouraged every artist, you know, if you want to sell it, by all means, put a price tag on it. And that's know. great because even the youth, the children who are mm-hmm. selling their pieces are... Getting that chance yeah. to show and learn a little business as right. well. <laughs> and they're super motivated, you know, to see a kid eyes light up when I told them, hey, someone wants to buy your art. And just see that big smile and their big eyes like, really, someone appreciates my art enough where they want to hang it on the wall? Like, yes. Um, I have an art piece from last year hanging up in my son's room, and it's awesome. It's nice. 
Uh, it fits is very much. It was a it was a man that was with a crown with all the positive words around him, talking about like being a king and being a leader. And I was like, this is perfect for my son's room. And it sits there. He enjoys it. It's sitting up there next to our on the opposite wall of his Spider Man uh, poster. So you know he's he's seven. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I thought it was a good good transition. And that's what makes this show especially so great you don't have to be an artist to understand its impact right exactly just like you we're all moved and shaped by art so you don't have to be an artist to enjoy this right you know and i always i've always appreciated art whether it's something drawing or paints or sculptures or singing and music you know these are all kinds of art forms that we all appreciate one way or another you know and just to see different people from different walks to share their views or their thoughts, you know, in the in a way that sometimes you don't always get to appreciate, you know. Um, through the years, I've definitely have learned to separate the art from the artist. You know, we definitely see that in music and like in acting. You know, Ooh, we see that yes, in pop culture every all single day. <laughs> like you know, people can put out some good music, but like they struggle on a personal level. And you know, sometimes we have to yes. really look at that. But once you can do that, you can appreciate art for what it is. Like you will. You can be definitely moved a lot of different ways. That's when that phrase, two things can be true. Yes. <laughs> really comes into play. Yes, exactly. Definitely can. How do you find the artists around here to display their work? Um, I threw a post up on Facebook and a few other friends of mine also just threw a post up on Facebook and said, hey, you know, we're doing an art show. If you know any artists, if you know any black artists. And people start quickly like, yes, I have a son. Yes, I have a daughter. Yes, my friend over here has art, you know. So it was just pretty much word of mouth and connections and who you know. Um, So we didn't put out anything professional or anything like that. Um, I did have meet some connections with art around Tennessee who helped me as well to see if there's anyone in the area, things like that as well. So um, they also helped. I feel like after the past few years with the pandemic, we've all especially wanted some some kind of outlet to not only express ourselves, Mm -hmm. but to gather. Have you noticed a change in community involvement, especially in supporting black artists since the pandemic? Yeah, um, I definitely have noticed a few things. Um, You know, I've been around. I've been looking as well. Um, I've noticed that, you know, there's some people who are definitely looking to find um, more ways to support the minority com- community um, and to be an ally, whether it's, you know, helping them out financially or just with the resources. I've definitely noticed that a lot more. And just not in the black community, in any of the communities that we have locally um, that's minority-based. I've definitely seen an uptick in those things as well. So it's been great. Um, you mentioned in the during the pandemic, people found their way of outlet. Mine was not art. Mine was actually gardening. Yeah, so <laughs> I learned how to garden in five-gallon buckets, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And you can grow a lot of vegetables, different types of vegetables in five-gallon buckets. And then I started growing um, coniferous plants, so your Venus flytraps, your pitcher plants, things like that. I definitely was obsessed over that for a while. Did you teach yourself? Uh, a lot of it was teaching myself, Google. Um, anybody that grows plants will probably tell you that they just kind of hyperfixate and they panic a little bit. You know, there's a lot of panic and worrying, you know, so all that and just love and care. So you learn that we're all plants on our own. We just need water, sunlight, and sometimes be left alone and like we'll, we'll thrive and we'll be okay.
More with Brandon Russell right (laughs) after the break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Good morning and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm joined by Brandon Russell. Thank you again for joining us, Brandon. Not a problem. Good morning. Before the break, we were discussing your new passion for gardening. You learned it during the pandemic. Yes, I definitely did. I learned how to garden. Well, you can definitely space out uh, physically and mentally when you garden. Right. It's very peaceful. Just growing plants in general. I didn't know how peaceful it was until I got to start it and... Sometimes you just find yourself looking at your plants and just daydreaming and floating off into other things. One of the things I enjoyed was growing tomatoes, so I can just quickly pop those in my mouth as I'm walking around my backyard. You're not the first person to come on here and talk about how they got really into gardening and any sort of agricultural cultivation during the pandemic. What did you learn about yourself or what are things that you observed that you had never really seen before when you were gardening? Patience. (laughs) Um, You definitely learn some patience and care, care for others, care for something that can't quite defend itself. You know, Uh, when it got cold at the beginning of the season, you know, you have to bring your plants in or cover them. You know, you you learn care, you learn patience and just being outside. All my plants were outside a lot. So I found myself in the backyard just hanging out. Um, and it decreases stress. All the things you read about gardening, and you're like, how can it do this? How in the world can growing tomatoes de-stress? I don't know the science behind it, but I could tell you I felt better. You know, middle of the day, I can just walk outside and just enjoy the garden. And then I come back in, reset and refresh. I think it's just part of getting outside. Fresh air. And you feel, like you said, just so much more connected to everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like we all feel a little more gentle. Right. And care, even though you were already very involved in our community. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think also you learn how powerful you are. You grew a tomato. (laughs) You grew a tomato. You grew bell peppers. You know, just the thought of I could have spent X amount of money at the store or I can grow 20 of them right here, you mm-hmm. know, just it was very an astonishing feeling to be like, I can I can go to the store or I can just walk outside and just get it. Do it myself. You know? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, just the idea of growing stuff on your own. Brandon, are you from here originally? I am not from here. Okay. Actually, I grew up in Columbia, Tennessee, um, and I moved up here in 2005 for Tennessee Tech. And so I've been up here ever since I met my, my son's mom. While I was here, and we settled down, and uh, we just got involved in the community and kind of just got plugged in, and that's one of the reasons why we ended up staying here. What did you study at Tech? 
management and information systems. So I was a bit of the computer nerd. Are you still a computer nerd? <laughs> a little bit. Um, you know, my nerdness was just kind of floated, you know, to different things. Of course, like we just got done talking about gardening. So, you know, I talk about that. Um, I still be, enjoy being around electronics and fixing things here and there as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm still there. I still enjoy doing those things. When you moved here in 2005, mm-hmm. what was your first impression of Cookville and our community? I wasn't 100% sure yet because I was just just getting into things. I was still trying to figure out what Tennessee Tech was all about. Um, so I think I was plugged into the college more than I was in the community. Um, when I went out off campus and into the community, you know, generally people were fairly nice. I wasn't sure. One of the first interactions I had, I bumped into a lady and she grabbed a purse. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, well, that's that's new. That's strange. I was smiled real big. I said, hey, excuse me, and I walked off. But, you know, after that, I was like, okay, well, that happened. And, you know, I tried to make sure that was just one isolated event. Um, but after that, like, I had nothing but, you know, nice things, not positive things. People were very friendly. Um, I enjoyed how many locally owned businesses there were here. That's one thing I've always noticed and I always appreciated. And I also remember how little traffic there was compared to now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We are being so dramatic about the traffic in Cookville. We it's are. still nothing compared to Nashville, for example, whenever I go there. But Cookville is growing. It is. What changes have you noticed in the past 15-ish years? Um, besides interstate drive? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once again, I think a lot of the local businesses that we've seen pop up through the years, Um Especially on the historic west side, I've seen a lot of that. Um, I've noticed a lot of out of towners who've really fell in love with this area and just wants to make it theirs. You know, yes. every day you're running into someone. Um, one of my favorite things is to ask people how they ended up in Cookville, and you always notice it was a I visited a cousin or I visited a mm-hmm. relative or aunt and uncle, um, which to me like. We never grew up visiting cousins. It was always like grandparents or aunt and uncle. So I was like, who visits a cousin? You know, <laughs> you know like who visits their cousin out of state, you know? Um, but yeah, it's usually it's usually that. And I always enjoy just getting people's stories of like, how did you end up in Cookville? You know? I've definitely noticed a change. I grew up here. I left in 2009, came mm-hmm. back in 2020. So I was gone for a lot of the boom. Yeah. But what I loved is that the atmosphere is still more or less the same. Right. People still really care about each other. It's mm-hmm. still a unique place. There's great support for the arts here. Right. And like you said, a lot of people who move here, they move here because they love it. Yeah. You know, we're right in the foothills of the mountains. You know, the uh, we're not as big as where they came from. So they enjoy that small town feel. Uh, people are still opening doors for one another, so that's great. That's, yes. <laughs> that's something that's important to me. You know, to make sure we see that type of kindness around. Um, you know, and you know, we've always enjoyed just being here in the area. Um, I've never felt like I had a problem with anyone or anything. The diversity that we see come in this area, I've always appreciated that. And, you know, I've enjoyed my stay here. I think a lot of people seeing the growth that we are experiencing sometimes worry that we might lose that small town feel or connection but i think we're going to be okay i think so too like i really feel like that you know people show up for the small town feel exactly so 
they want to be part of the small town. And so we see, I mean, at least in my opinion, I've definitely seen a lot of people who seem like they want to be a local. Like they want to feel like that they're from Cookville. They want to do what local Cookville people do. So, you know, they want to hold the door for each other and they want to smile and make sure that they're helpful and they're being friendly. You know, so it's a it's a great feel. At the events that you've been helping organize, have you noticed that a lot of out-of-town people are attending? Yes, I have. Um, some of them, um, just one or two counties over, some people are driving in from, like, way out of town because they've heard of the event or they know somebody in the event. And so for them just to come in and to see those things. Um, I ran into a couple yesterday. I was at Poets on the Square you know, coming from Nashville, you know, and so to see people, Poets on the Square is not that, it's far enough off the interstate where, like, you have to make a point to get there. Like, oh, you, yeah, you, you gotta, have to make you a gotta point. you got to seek it. <laughs> right, you have to seek it, and, you know, just to see them there, and they're just like, yeah, we're just from Nashville, we're passing through, and just to see them to stop at Poets on the Square, I was like, this is great. Like, people want to want to feel what Cookville's all about. Um, the first time I come to Cookville, funny story, I was in high school, we just got, I was in junior ROTC, passing through. I just left Kemp Buck Toms, and I did not know where I was at. Uh, I just saw all the restaurants on the interstate, and I was like, let's eat at a Chili's because I've been gone for a whole week. Yes. And so we pull in, we eat at the Chili's, and you know, I, to this day, I still remember exactly what booth I sat in. You it know? imprinted on you. Right. <laughs> it was like, I have no idea where I'm at. I just know that they had a Chili's, you know. And then I came back a couple years later for Boy State. And that where I, I knew I was in Cookville, Tennessee Tech at Boy State. And that was the experience that led me to come back for college. You know, so people in charge of Boy State, keep doing what you're doing because <laughs> uh, it definitely helps bring in bring in new faces, new fresh faces. More with Brandon Russell right Thank after you. the break. Good morning and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am joined by Brandon Russell. He is very involved in our community. He is organizing an art show that is highlighting black artists in our area coming up on February 4th. Yes, February 4th from 3 to 7 is the opening day. Stories of our community. Right. And anybody who is black can submit their work. Right, definitely. And how do they submit? Um, pretty much that we do have an event page. I would say just reach out to the event page and just say you have some artwork and I will find you and we can meet up and I'll just pick up the word from you or we can drop. I'll meet you at the sound stage and we can drop it off there as well. Yes. Yeah, so this is stories of our community. You can find it on Facebook mm-hmm. and this is just the start of black history month for you, right? Because yeah. the impact banquet is at the end of the month. It is. That's how we finish off black history. Impact banquet has always been the last Sunday of the month. Um, as a way to just kind of close out all the different events that's been happening from everyone. Um, if you've not heard of the Impact Banquet by now, um, this is our 12th one. Yeah, yeah, we're, we've, been, we've been at it for a while. Incredible work. Thank you. Um, and we highlight two to three black native, or not native, um, black. Local? Sorry. Yes. We local. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Listen, we yeah. just rephrase. Here right. we go. We just highlight, we highlight two to three um, local black people who've made great impact in the area. And when we say local, we just mean the Upper Cumberland area. So they don't have to exactly be from, from Cookville. Um, so this year we're honoring Lori Strode and Mary Alice McClellan. And so this is the first time we've had an all-woman class. So I'm excited. You know, it's been very great to see all this. Um, 
and that is actually February 26th. Um, and it's going to be that evening. It starts at 6 p.m. Um, tickets are for sale. Um, you can find those tickets at impactcookville.com. I'm sorry. Nope. You can find them at impactcookville.com. The direct website is theimpactbanquet.com. Um, the tickets are $55 for general admission. Um, there are sponsorship levels as well. So if you'd like to sponsor a table, um, you're more than welcome to do that as well. And this is also a fundraiser for Impact. Yes, this is our fundraiser. This is our big fundraiser for our um, scholarship fund. So Isaac Bohannon and his wife, um, Amanda Bohannon, uh, we've honored a scholarship in them. They've been past honorees as well. Um, and we have a scholarship. And so we feel like since we're in Cookville, we would like a tech scholarship to keep our growing brightest students here in the town, you know, and do stuff for us as well. Um, you know, if you have great minds, we don't want them to go elsewhere. We want them to continue loving and being part of this community. And so this year we've raised enough money for the endowment. And so, yes, this is a very big deal for us. And we'll be talking more about the at the banquet. But, yeah, we will definitely be rolling forward. Um, in the past, we've done scholarships for the laptops. Uh, we've taken the highest GPA black students, and we've given laptops. So every year we've given away anywhere from two to three laptops up to seven. As a high school student who just graduated high school, getting a brand new laptop, that's a big deal. Like, laptops are not cheap. <laughs> they are not cheap, you know? and they're basically necessary to do yes. schoolwork now. Exactly. It definitely is. So you know, we've definitely been blessing and gifting a lot of high school graduates with a brand new laptop so they can start college. We didn't have too many laptops when I came to tech, but someone had blessed me with a desktop computer. It was a hand-me-down. It was four years old. It had 20 gigs of storage on the hard drive. You know, Which is not very much no. for non-computer people listening. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> definitely not enough. Like I got through four years with that laptop. Or I'm sorry, with that desktop. And I absolutely enjoyed it. Like, you know, it got me through. You know, my IT background comes from that computer because I had to learn how to reformat it. I learned how to install a bunch of stuff you need to install on it. When it filled up our space, I just had to wipe the whole thing and start over. So, you know, I definitely learned a lot of IT stuff with that computer. Those were very valuable lessons that came in handy. And now you can pay it forward and invest in students who want to stay here in Cookville. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So I'm excited to see that, seeing that endowment be put in place and everything. So we've worked hard on it. We've raised a lot of funds for it. This is um, a $100,000 endowment. Mm -hmm. It is. This is very impressive. It definitely is. So anybody that can raise that kind of money, you know, for whatever reason it is, like anyone can tell you like that's not easy to do at all. So I'm very proud of us. Um, thank you for everyone who's contributed. Thank you for everyone who's come to banquets. Thank you for all those who just decided they wanted to just donate because they love the they love us and they love the gift. And they saw the same vision that we saw. So thank you for everyone who's done that. Speaking of your vision, what was Impact like 10, 12 years ago? 12 years ago is when oh, it started, yeah. right? So Impact started with just a group of brothers getting together for breakfast. Dr. Robert Owen at Tech just kind of just had people over for breakfast and they would go out, go grab breakfast and start talking. And it just kind of started to grow from there. Like it's just a few of us talking, having breakfast to, you know, why don't we, why don't we start something bigger than us? You know? And so I was not there at the very beginnings of those breakfast talks, but I definitely showed up about a year into it when they were like, 
actually holding meetings and things like that. And so see that from just us having breakfast, talking about what's going on in the community and how we can make change to now we're in the community and we're making change, you know, and we've branched off more than just impact. I mean, we do have impact leadership, which a lot of people have gone through those classes with Miss Cindy Schumann. She runs that and you know, help prepare us for being on boards. And so we can be board, be part of board of directors, which I am, by the way, I am a board of director for Helping Hands. So the class definitely did pay off, you know, and just to see impact, just do the things that we're doing now. It's been great. It's been great. And we've had a good time about it. That's us. That's impact. And you've branched off. You mentioned Helping Hands. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about your involvement with Helping Hands? Um, yeah. So I'm part of the board of directors for that. It's been super great and super fun to learn, you know, the process of how Helping Hands works. Uh, it's a finance and like food assistance program. Um, it's actually the oldest nonprofit here in the county. That was one of the first things I found out about it. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, but yeah, they usually help with a lot of food assistance, a lot of um, home rent insurance bill assistance. Um, there's a little bit of a qualifier um, that you have to fill out, make sure that you qualify for. Um, but they usually try to make sure that even if you don't qualify, they can provide some kind of food for you. And so it's definitely a place that I would say definitely pop in for anyone who needs a little extra help with you know, food insecurities or, you know, help with a rent or utility bill that they would definitely be more happy to talk to you and take care of you. I'm definitely one of those people who likes to roll up their sleeves and get in the trenches with everybody. So I've enjoyed, you know, showing up and helping a load of truck. And I got to meet the other staff members that work there, you know, and just understand how the process works and things like that. I was definitely like, take me through the process. Like, how does it work? It's yeah. a lot of work to do any of these community service events. So mm -hmm. I applaud you and everybody in our community who is involved. Your mother is heavily involved in the community as well. <laughs> I actually talked to her on the phone earlier. She yes. she called the radio uh, to put something on the calendar. Uh, she works with Butterfly Blessings. Yes. And they have an upcoming food giveaway also on February 4th, mm -hmm. yep. the same earlier, day. Same day. Earlier that day, though. Okay. So, so we'll have to clash. Yes. The same day as your art exhibit. Mm -hmm. We're going to be two busy people. Yes, you are. <laughs> so did she instill these values in you? I think so. Both her and my dad. We've always had servant hearts and I can just grow up and just my dad helping whoever needs to help and my mom helping whoever who needs help. And I don't think anyone ever made it a point of we help others. We serve others. It's just kind of one of those things that me and my sister just saw happening. So as we become adults, just the fact of, you know, helping others out where they need it was just kind of second nature to us. When she had the brainchild for Butterfly Blessings, I was like, yeah, of course you had this idea, you know. <laughs> and this is a grocery giveaway. They're doing it Saturday, February 4th mm -hmm. at Church on the Hill starting at 9 a.m. Yes. And then Stories of Our Community, the art exhibit that you're helping organize yes. is at three. at 3 at Harper's Soundstage. Right. Yes. Your family's going to be busy that day. We are. We're definitely going to be busy. <laughs> um, one thing about my, f my mom's giveaway with Butterfly Blessings is – Typically, a lot of people just show up in their cars. They're just given a bunch of stuff, and then they drive off. And uh, she's noticed that not everybody needs everything in those boxes. So she allows you to walk in. You grab a box, and you pick out what you need. You know, if you have a family that doesn't eat you know, tomatoes, you know, we were talking about tomatoes earlier, then you might not want as many tomatoes, you know, or, you know, you might have somebody who enjoys having corn a little bit more. And so you're actually able to pick 
what you want. You know, it seems like a lot of families have enjoyed that option of picking what the family's going to use. And plus you you um you lower a lot of waste that way as well, you know. Absolutely. It's great because it seems like it's more like grocery shopping than right. just getting a standard right. package. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of families do come in. She's always looking for donations as well. Um, she does have food boxes set up around town. So if you're out and about and you see a food box um, that may be tied to Butterfly Blessings. And so she has people who show up, stack those boxes. Um, she wanted to make sure that there's a way of people, if you needed some food, you didn't have to go anywhere. You just walk up or you know, look at the box, grab a can of whatever just to complete a meal or something. And then you can leave with no questions asked, with no forms, no nothing. Um, so she wanted to make sure that food and was readily available to the community. Well, I'm glad your family is here in our community. Brandon, can you remind the people the events and the dates? We have Stories of Our Community, yes. February 4th. Yes, February 4th from 3 to 7 will be the opening night of the art gallery, uh, the art show Stories of Our Community. Um, that's going to be at the Harper's Art Gallery and Soundstage downtown, right beside Jamie's Sweet Eats on Broad Street. Tasty. Very tasty. And... February 26th is the Impact Banquet for Impact Cookville. Um, that will be at the Leslie Town Center. And you can find your tickets at impactbanquet.com. Um, and then we just spoke about Butterfly Blessings. Um, that is an event put on by my mom. And she's going to be doing that on February 4th as well. Earlier in the day, it's going to be starting at 9 a.m. at Church on the Hill. All of these events have Facebook pages. All of them have event pages. Uh, so if you need any more details or have questions, you want to submit art, uh, you can always go to our event page as well, and we'll definitely be in contact with you as far as submitting art. Uh, got any questions about the banquets or anything like that, you can always find us find our website at uh, impactcookville.com. And, yeah, so we're going to – February's busy for me. Yes, it is. And we also have these events on our website as well. They're on the calendar. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Not and thank you for all you do in our community. Thank you for having me. It's been great.